by by AJ. Yes. Yes or no? Let me Google. <laughs> Do you know? Hey, that's a strong no. Heather, Adam West, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah with confidence. Heather, Michael Keaton, yes or no? Wait, wait, I need to clarify. Am I saying yes, he would, or yes, he would to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, he would in general. Okay, okay, okay. Just to clarify, just because if it was yes, he would to me, Adam West is a no. But in general, <laughs> Michael Keaton, uh, no, I don't no. think so. AJ, you're on the same boat? Yeah. Because yeah, he, okay. he just looks like... Selfish. Yeah. He, looks he does look like a selfish <laughs> lover. Do, the same question for Val Kilmer, AJ. Does he look selfish? Uh, <laughs> you hear me typing? <laughs> no, I feel like... I feel like, yeah. He would. Yeah, he would. Heather, Val Kilmer. You know what? I agree. I agree. In Tombstone, his character would. I'd say that. I think his char- the, his, the character he plays in Tombstone, I don't think would say no to anything. Do you know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna reach that article where you're weighs in on it and I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> what Val Kilmer's I'm gonna ask one more because we could no. talk about this all day, but my final one is Mr. Christian Bale. Heather, what's your thoughts on Christian Bale? Um, you know what? Christian Bale's a hard one, and I'll tell you for why. So, um, I think yes, but he'd want something out of it. I don't think he's <laughs> part. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand. If you see Christian Bale in any movie, it's just he always just wants something else out of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? His character is that kind of person. He'll do it, but like, I don't want to be explicit because this is a podcast. But like, you can he'll see get something you want. <laughs> He'll do it for like, he'll do it for like a blowy. I yeah, think. I yeah. think so. AJ, same you. Yeah, you he, yeah. he's doing it, but it's tit for tat. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not because they love each other, AJ. It's not because they love each other. No, it's just tit for tat. Um, AJ, what's Val Kilmer's opinion on the matter? So apparently he tweeted, being like, does he or doesn't he? And then a clip of him as Batman, and everyone else has been responded saying yes. <laughs> Very good. So they all so agree on Mr. Twi- Twitter have decided. Twitter yes. have come to a consensus. Yes, I'll tell To be honest, I want to hear... <laughs> Google it yourself. I want to hear the whole, the whole debate on which DC characters would and which DC characters wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe this is a separate show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should just dedicate entire specials to this. Well, like, personally, I think Penguin, for sure. Penguin, but in a creepy way. I, I don't yeah. think his form would be great. That's my, that's my take on that. <laughs> you never know, he got that, he got that nose. He, so got, you know. he, he got that nose. <laughs> and on that note, we will move on to the movie we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Welcome to First Time Films. Uh, we are watching Crazy Rich Asians today. Uh, 2018 romantic comedy directed by John M. Chu. Uh, and it's got a fantastic cast. Constant Wu, Henry Golding, Gemma Chan, Lisa Liu, Aquafina, Ken Yong, and the Queen, Michelle Yeoh. AJ, what are your overall thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians? It's a yes for me. 
<laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. It nice. was just like it was just like beautiful to look at. There was some substance, but it wasn't too deep. You could laugh, you could cry. It was very dramatic. Loved it. Nice, nice. Heather, are you in the same boat? And was this your first time watching it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. We actually watched it together. Um, I, yeah, I liked it. It was a yes for me as well. Um, I think we had, what me and Ishii do when we watch films together is that we will um, periodically pause the film and discuss (laughs) a certain aspect of what we think is happening. And we always have varying views, really. (laughs) But then we meet, we talk through it and we meet some sort of middle point. I really enjoy watching films with AJ. Um, That sounds like a really healthy relationship, just to say say right there. Negotiation, no compromise. It's all all on display here. Especially because I, like, obviously I'm watching the film, but because, like, I don't hear very well, I miss bits, and Heather just, like, clocks out at some point. So sometimes we'll have to pause (laughs) it and be like, does anyone know who that character is or how they're related to anyone in this film? And we'll be like, guess we'll find out. That's my biggest critique of this movie is that that there's too many cousins. Uh, Yeah, it took us half an hour to figure out whether or not the guy who was having the wedding was a friend, a cousin, or a brother. We were like, what's the relation here? And then it's so strange how Oliver is like introduced just as like some random bozo at at the party. And uh-huh. I know he's like the one of the lesser parts of the family, but he's still part of the family. Yeah. Like I didn't really yeah. clock onto that until a significant part of the way through the yeah. through the movie. But anyway, we digress. We'll get. I remember I first watched this in Boston. I was away uh, studying abroad. It was the the Regal Theatre, number thirteen, right next to Fenway Park. Got a big ice blast. I treated myself to like hundreds of sweeties as well. You know what I mean? Which did cost me a fortune, and I don't. Imagine. I don't begrudge it because. This is just what I describe as the perfect fun popcorn movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Go into yeah. this movie, you get the color, and that, that's the thing that really just stood out to me is the how colorful this movie is. There's mm-hmm. looked like you're having a blast with the costume design, set design, just larger than life, going bold. There's nothing restrained about it, and I think that's just completely part of its charm. But also part of that is like the performances by the cast, like AJ. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this uh, like yesterday. One of the f- shows that we reviewed maybe a couple mm-hmm. like, couple of years ago it was a uh, Hustlers, a movie also starring Claude. Yes. What did you think of her performance in this movie? Incredible. I think like she makes it so relatable because she's like coming like obviously she's ob- the situation she's going in is like one in a million, but she's so relatable in her reaction to things. Whereas like me and Heather would turn to each other and be like, if that was me, I would go mental. And then and the <laughs> next, like, she does win because she's like, obviously it's such a difficult situation she's put in, but she doesn't like over, like overreact, but also she reacts in like the exact way you would, which is you would just get, you just freak out, but not like start smashing things up. Well, I would, but she doesn't. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And Heather, like, she is relatable, but she she's also, like, immediately we're told this is, like, a, a smart, accomplished woman, economics professor at New York. She's having that scene at the start where one of her, mm-hmm. I think it's her mm-hmm. teaching assistant, and she's hustling him at poker. Um, and I think that's one of the things about Rachel is that she's never really portrayed as this complete 
deer in the headlights sort of thing. Like she's constantly trying her best to negotiate her way through mm-hmm. what is a hard situation. Yeah, definitely. I think as well. Like I liked um, how. Yeah, she just she is portrayed as really um, you know, smart, really ambitious, really accomplished, really um sort of confident. Um I liked at the start, you know, her um that scene where she's finding a dress um with her mum, Carrie, who is personally my favourite character in the whole film, but whatever. Um <laughs> whatever. You know, she's she's and um she's saying, you know, like what I'm not nervous about seeing them, like I'm Chinese, they're Chinese, like, it's not that, like, it's not that big of a deal, and she's really confident about it, but then her mum's like, nah, these people are different, like, mm-hmm. I, like, you have confidence, but, like, just be prepared, because, like, they think differently about Chinese-American people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think it was really cool. I loved, I loved Rachel's character. Um, I also like that, you know, she is this really ambitious, clever smart achiever and then at the end um, in the mahjong scene which is my favorite scene um she like allows the mum to win um as like a, as a way to teach her a lesson like she doesn't um like she doesn't um push her like she doesn't push the win over the mum she's like the lesson is more important i like that yeah that is very symbolic and it is like a, a- AJ, I don't doubt the scenes that you're talking about where she's like, I would like flip the fuck out if it yeah. was me in that situation. Are the scenes she has with Eleanor Michelle Yeoh, who I think is like one of... There hasn't been a better rom-com movie villain uh, since Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada, I don't think, to be <laughs> honest. She, just, she exudes that vibe to me. She exudes that energy. Uh, and then, of course, the reactions of the rest of the community, like with the fish in the bed, somehow they all yeah. think they're the fucking godfather or something like that. But she has to go through some tough shit in this movie. Yeah, for definite. And I thought it was a test. I kept on going to edit, it'll be a test. She's not actually that mean. Because there's a bit at the start um, where like it's like a like a scene for when she was younger and all that we see like the start of her empire and she seems nice so I was like surely this is a test and she's not actually that mean and then it's the bit where she goes for dinner and she bumps into her on the stairs and she grabs her shoulders and she goes you will never be good enough I was mm-hmm. like what the fuck the worst thing about that scene is like it starts off and she's like oh I think I've been a bit harsh on you and I think yes! Because her mother-in-law, like, you can see, treats her a bit like shit and all. Like, when they're making yeah. dumplings, like, oh, your dumplings aren't good enough, so that must mean you're a failure. Uh, and then you're like, maybe she's turning a corner. Maybe she sees that she's becoming the very thing that she hates. Mm-hmm. And then, nah, you'll never be good enough for my son. Uh, Heather, what was your level of hatred like uh, for Michelle Yeoh's character here, for Eleanor in this movie? Yeah, she's a, she's a cow. Um sorry that's not a very nice word but there's no nice words to portray someone who's like literally an arsehole so um <laughs> but yeah she's not she's not nice um yeah we were watching it together and AJ was like this is a test and I'm like no she's just she's just the shop front you know I mean I'm yeah. using that so don't see the say the bad word um <laughs> but you know I mean like she's just she's just an arsehole she's just horrible it's like she's it's not it's not a test she's just She's just a dick, you know. What I mean, so yeah, my levels of hatred were pretty high. Um, I I really liked um the grandmother, the grandmother Emma uh, in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it turns out she's she's a we are so and Yeah. I know. 
I know. That, that happens with a lot of characters in this film. Me and Adrian would always be like, oh, they're so nice, they're normal. Yes, we love, we stand, yes, queen. And then, like, ten minutes later, we're like, why the fuck is she annoying now? Like, yeah. why is she a cow? Like, yeah. and it was with, um, a, a, what's the girl's name that Colin marries? Armanita? Yeah, Armanita, uh, yeah. Armanita, yeah, Armanita. And we were like, oh, she's so cool. She's in her little tank top. She's got no makeup on. Yeah, the start, she was so chill. And then she was. Yeah. street food. And then at our hen party, she's like full on gold bedazzled jumpsuit, hair up. And she's like, oh, Rachel, I love your gap look. And it's like, fuck off. That probably cost her like 50 pounds. Do you think Armanita is a case of like with like Eleanor is like targeted cruelty? But Armanita is more just simply ignorance on her part and sort of mm-hmm. privilege, you know what I mean? Because I still kind of liked her. Like, I think she was just completely oblivious to whatever the fuck was going on. It's just type of girl, I think she's going to get told about what happens. Like, she'll send, like, 11 separate text messages to apologise for what happened after it. But does that forgive the ignorance in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Armanita's yeah, a trick. I think so. I think so. I don't think it's targeted, like... Armenia is nasty. I just think she's like bliss, maybe not bliss, but yeah, blissfully ignorant. And also, like to her, that's normal. Like it, it gets mentioned, like at some point in the film, that her parents like own like a billion dollar company. Like to her, yeah. that whole like bitchy catty, um, mm. rich person thing is normal. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. And to a lot of characters, it is normal, except there's one who is normal to, who ends up becoming someone we do stand, I think, unapologetically. And that is Astrid, who... Yes! Yes! Who I think is... I came out of that movie, and the first thing I said to... It was Cara, who's who I seen it with, and I said to Cara, like, how amazing was Astrid? Like, what a perfect... Just a a perfect human being, ray of sunshine, AJ, Uh am I I crazy about that? Or is she just 100% the best? She was... She was amazing. But she wasn't my favourite, because my favourite was obviously Aquafina. (laughs) (laughs) That is... To be fair... But yeah... If anyone's going to Trump, Gemma Gemma Chan, Aquafina is up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I respectfully... I disagree. <laughs> just because it's like, yeah, Aquafina is cool, but like sometimes I find her character a little annoying. Whereas Astrid, I was just in love with her. She's like, she's got a shit husband, but she's super hot. She's actually a lesbian of the side. Yeah, no, no, no. Because think of it, the the bit at the end. Yeah, the mid credit scene where with, with my with Mr. <laughs> oh yeah, with my son Junior. Mr. Glee dancer. I will spot this table. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that's the only man she's allowed to be with from now on. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. The, her story throughout this, because she's just so sound. Like everyone yeah. else is just giving Rachel side eyes, and she's just like mm-hmm. so genuine, so sound. Helps her bury the fish. You know what I mean? And I know, then... I know. And you feel so you feel so bad for her as well, though, because she's obviously in her relationship had to make herself so small. So mm-hmm. her husband feels mm-hmm. better about himself. And the thing is, the whole way through, you're like, oh my God, all these rich people are, are such cunts. But you realise that they don't have to be that way because she's not a cunt yeah. and she is rich as fuck and she's had to hide it for so long. And then see that scene where she puts the earrings on and then she walks out? <gasps> oh my God. Iconic. See, she has like, see any other movie 
I'd be looking at this like side plot and I'm like, this actually doesn't need to be here. But see, because it's Gemma <laughs> Chan and yeah. she just actually plays it because she steals the movie. The scene in the when they're in the limo, like going to the party, yeah. she confronts them about it and like the, the, the tea. Oh my God, it was insane. And then the speech she gives them, like, it's not my job to make you feel like a man. I can't make yeah. you something you're not. I was like, you tell him. You, you fucking tell that guy. You know what I mean? also, she's just stunning as well. It's beautiful yeah. to look at. She is absolutely yeah, wonderful. She's, she's going to be in a surprise, surprise. She's going to be in a Marvel movie. Uh, she's going to be in Eternals. Uh, she's actually in Captain Marvel as well, I think. But they've, they've been like, yeah, we misused Gemma Chan. We need to use her in a bigger role. So yeah, just that ever happened, and let's let's put it in Eternals uh, with Chloe Zhao. So that should be that should be a good one. But uh, Heather, AJ brought up Aquafina uh, in this movie. You don't seem entirely keen on her was it something that ruined the movie or was it just occasions where you're just like okay tone it down a wee bit hen uh i don't know i don't think it ruined the movie you know what she's obviously there for the comic relief um and that's fine she does have some funny lines i agree um like okay i'm coming to dinner that was really funny <laughs> <laughs> and then when she pulls out the three cocktail dresses out her boot <laughs> i like that i like that um but i think i think what puts me off most about her is the choice of wig for aquafina mm. it but, just doesn't suit her that yet that yellow rubbish half pixie cut half bang wig sucks so hard and I was like and that just put me entirely off her character I'm like this doesn't suit her I don't know why she looks this way yeah. I just didn't, didn't love didn't AJ, love can you defend Aquafina well I think the wig was a deliberate choice and I'll tell <laughs> you why you tell me for why because obviously she's like eccentric or whatever she's got this wig but also her it's like clearly <laughs> it's clearly a wig and it's clearly not a very good wig. And I think that's the show, like, that she's rich, but she's not as rich as the rest of them. So she's got mm. a bad wig. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I don't. I honestly don't think it was, it's that deep. I think it was just a bad <laughs> wig. <laughs> no, no. The hair and makeup people have thought this through. There's, the wig's got a backstory. They haven't. You're, they you've haven't. spoken to them personally. Yeah, the wig's got a backstory. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, speaking, speaking from... Speaking from, you know, a dyke perspective, that hair is gay, and the yeah. character, Aquafina's character in the movie, is not gay. Mm. So, I think that's what put me off. Also, I'm like, why is this girl got a gay haircut, but she's not gay? I don't and, know. She's called the Asian Ellen, you know. So, I know. Listen, yeah, I think, she's, I think if you're offended by that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think she's meant to be gay in this. That's why she's always wearing the the pantsuits. Okay, I don't think I buy that, but NM. Interesting. Yeah, could be. Well, I, I will say this about Aquafina. I get that when she goes full Aquafina, that's what the people want to see for the most part. But she kind of reminds me of Jim Carrey in the sense that see when Jim Carrey goes full Jim Carrey, I'm never really a fan. But see when they're more restrained, like if you've seen The Farewell with Aquafina, oh my God, she is absolutely out of this world in that movie. Yeah, I love The Farewell. So good. Made me cry for hours. It's a beautiful film. It's a gorgeous film. I really loved it. Um, And like that with all my, with my, sorry, not to go back on myself, my 
hashtag at Kofina Hate. Right. <laughs> Like she is she is really good in the farewell and I loved it and I think the reason why I loved it like you say David is because it's like it's just it's just like it's just pulled back a little do you know what I mean it's not yeah. full on it's the same reason why my favourite Jim Carrey film is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that's exactly the comparison I was thinking of as well you know oh because oh god David did we go did we go to school for film I think so I think we might have <laughs> I think so only one of us graduated with a film degree, though. So, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, listen, Aquafina, for mixed bag on her. I need to ask for you: sure. How do we feel about Henry Golden? How do we feel about Nick? I don't like Nick as a character, and I'm yeah. going to say why. Me and Aj had this exact conversation, but he's. Like he's like a player, like not like in a traditional sense of women, but like he is like this little rich boy. He's like, mm, I don't like when people I'm And then he goes to America, and then like with the school or whatever, fucking hell, I can't remember. Um, and then he like, I get from the outset, you wouldn't immediately tell your your like someone on a first date or even the second date that your parents have tonnerzy money, right? But like four four months in maximum, you should have a sit down talk and be like, listen, if you're gonna meet my family and like this is gonna get serious, you should know they have a lot of money. And because of that I get treated a certain way where I'm from. Like that would be fine. But then he leaves it until they're literally on the plane. And she's like, we can't afford this. And he's like, oh, my parents are comfortable. And then he doesn't even tell her the truth then. She has to take, like, her friend's house right before she goes over there. I'd be pure shit. And that fucking red dress off the rack. Off the rack. This is the thing. You can't, right? So they've been going out for, for, like, what, a year. Mm -hmm. They're going over to Singapore to meet his family. He's obviously got his eye on the ring. Like, he's going to propose. He's got this plan. He's taking her over to meet his parents. And not once did this stupid man think to mention this. Yeah. It's like, there's not a reason. There's not a single good reliable reason why why he what was the reason but there isn't a single reason why he hasn't told her because even if he was like oh i don't want someone to just love me for my money i don't want to like like talk about it and pure like boast about it he could tell her like that far into the relationship and it's obviously she's not with him for his money because she's she's like a professor at NYC. Like she doesn't really care. She's not come for money, so it's not like she's gold digging. She's done well for herself. She's a successful woman, and he's just a fucking liar. And the fact that it gets to the point where she's literally about to go for dinner with his family, wearing a little red dress that she thinks is beautiful, but she doesn't. She doesn't even understand what level of rich we're on yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's just and like see, that's what annoys me. That's what annoys me, Will, is that he didn't tell her, and she, he was just willing to let her come in whatever she wanted. Uh-huh. And embarrass herself. And do you know what? No, Someone I, who I loves you wouldn't do that. that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly, babe. And you know what? See, I, this is where I would say that I'd be way madder than her. She shows up at that party, and she's like, 
oh, it's so pretty. Oh, this is where you grew up. Oh, this is an imagine. I'd be full on causing a scene. I'd be flipping like whatever the lawn was, the plants are called. I'd be fucking flipping them shit off tables. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be smashing champagne glasses. I'd be like, you and me are going to have it out right now. I was going to turn up here in a 25, 25 pound dress from Primark. I hate you. Do you know what I mean? Like that'd be me. That'd be me. Yeah. So, yeah. He has. I think Rachel's uh, first understanding she deserves Harry Sean Jr. So. He's a very, <laughs> very selfish, ignorant man. <laughs> but uh, one hell of a smile. Uh, but he's very handsome. He's very, he, does very handsome. he does take his top off. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> a, a, a highlight of the film. Um, like I say, yeah. it, was a, it was a wonderful time in my life. I have thrown that, this man's name out because I loved him and I've oh, helped me out here. A simple favour. He, I thought he was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was Dangerous great in man. The, the Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman as well. He was great in this. And what was last Christmas? It was serviceable in that movie, which wasn't great to begin with. I genuinely believe Henry Golden should be the next James Bond. But that's just me. That's just my oh, no, because it's got what to be Donald Glover. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw I saw Henry Golden in a uh, monsoon that a uh, British that British drama, um, and it's about uh, it's really good. It's got I'm looking it up right now. It's got Henry Golden and Parker Sawyer's in it, and it's um about um this guy who returns to uh, Vietnam after like thirty years. Um, and he escaped there when he was six, and it's about like a more like a um, like sort of um, finding your roots, not coming of age because he's thirty in it, but like sort of a um, reconciling with your past sort of movie. And he's also gay in the movie, and you know he's coming to terms with that as, as you know someone who's got Vietnamese heritage, and it's really really good if you haven't seen Monsoon. Oh, you've just convinced me. Wait, by, by the, the way you're described, I was like, this sounds so good. Like, I'm going to check out Monson. He's also yeah, going to be Snake Eyes, which is a G.I. Joe spin-off movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not James Bond. So there's that. Um, but we'll see. I just think that he has the charm. And Donald Glover's American, AJ. And probably at this point too. And what? He can do an accent. He yeah. can do a good British accent, baby. You know it. Oh, I know. I know. But they're not going to do it. Right, well then I wanted to do Phoebe Waller-Bridge and that's it. That's that on that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. They had a romance in a Star Wars movie. And Donald Glover. Yeah. Like, and they're best pals. Yeah, Taylor's old. I know. What is it they're writing together again? Uh, um, can't remember. Uh, they're doing something together. Oh, I'll well. Google it. I'll Google it. <laughs> Yeah, we're fantastic, you know. We're we're on the ball. We're we've got we're on the pulse of the movie. movie <laughs> Just remember, like I finished my my degree like over over almost two <laughs> years ago. I've literally not watched a film since that hasn't we've, been for this podcast. We've moved on. We've what, moved who on was since. I joking on that I wanted to be the next James Bond? I can't remember his name. But it was someone not serious, and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> oh, they're to star in a reboot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith together? <gasps> that's what? That is incredible. That is perfect. Oh my god, that's so oh, funny. Oh my god, that's gonna be so good. Listen. Oh, I want I want Nick Frost to do the next James Bond. Sorry. <laughs> Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost. No chance. Listen, I love Nick Frost. Nick Frost and Peg movies are 
I, do you know what? I want Nick Ross to be like James Bond, but I want it, you to be half an hour into the movie and not know who James Bond is yet, and then for it to be him. Oh, yeah, James, James Bond. I think that he should play a character called James, and Simon Pegg should play a character called Bond. Yeah, and that, oh, that yeah. And they just both do it, yeah. Yeah, they can both do it. Well, anyway, we need to talk about the movie's director, John M. Chu, who has had a, a, an impressive filmography. Uh, he directed Step Up 2, The Streets, and Step Up 3D. Step Up 3D, mm-hmm. can I say it right now? Fantastic. Really, really fantastic dance movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen Step Up 3D, watch Step Up 3D. Great stuff. He directed both of Justin Bieber's concert films, so both never nice, seen Nice, nice. Bieber's Believe. I remember, believe, very purple uh, poster for that movie. Uh, and then, speaking of G.I. Joe, he directed G.I. Joe Retaliation, which is the better one of those two with The Rock. Um, I don't know if that's on John Chu's part or if everything's just a bit better with The Rock in it. Uh, if you add him to something that was failing, he will usually save it. He directed Now You See Me Too. I think that's a blip in his record. Uh, <laughs> the first Justin one. Bieber, now you, now you See Me, is not a blip? I, I just think that Justin Bieber was doing his own thing back then. Yeah, you know and I mean? to be honest, it would have got a lot of views in the I box got, office. Did it for the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I wanted to discuss this movie today is because In the Heights is his next movie. He has it to say, he has it to anyway, say. Mr. Well, Miranda um, it stars uh, Anthony Ramos, Cody Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera. Uh, everyone, it's got everyone in it. And Jimmy Smits, love Jimmy Smits. AJ, are you excited for... Uh, in the Heights, based on what you've seen with Crazy Rich Asians? Yes, yes. I'm also, it looks very colourful, which mm. this film was. So I'm just excited because I think some of the shots in this were just really nice. So I think it will be nice to look at and also will hopefully have good content too. 100%. And Heather, when I tell you that John M. Chu has been signed on to direct the film adaptation of Wicked, what do you say to that? <gasps> I didn't know that. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, so was guys. <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the thing. I I don't have a big I don't have a big beef with musicals. I think they are fun. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I love musicals. What? Not that for my opinion. Wait, let's read anyway. it then. Uh, but I have a slight issue with musical movie adaptations and I'll tell you for why because mm-hmm. I just have like a, a, there's lo- there's quite a few I, I don't hate I love Singing in the Rain, Singing in the Rain is my favourite music- musical of all time and it's my favorite, one of my favourite movies of all time and Chicago's good and Hairspray's good but stuff like um, I just don't think they're really ever done well because musicals sort of don't have any like um boundaries or rules people just sing and that's what you expect when you go and sit down in a theater and watch a musical but like movies i guess description i have to say yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go but like i guess movies i always find it weird when it's like the there's a cat like you know what i mean it's just i'm just so aware of the camera filming the people singing for no reason except that it's a musical do you get what i mean it's, like i'm not you know where i'm not thrilled about the deer heaven yeah. i'm saying that's most prominent in glee like I, that <laughs> even you watch them dancing to themselves in that fucking choir room i i 
I can just imagine the, the sensation you're describing. Completely get it. Yeah, it's really, it's really, I, I really don't like it. I also don't think they're like done well. You know, in musicals, there's a lot of like um, motif and there's a lot of uh, meaning, there's symbolism, there's staging, there's presence. And then when you put that into film where you can sort of go anywhere and shoot anywhere and there's no real like fantasticalness mm. about it for me I guess so it's like just weird to watch like I think for, especially for Wicked sorry not to ramble on but like <laughs> Wicked, like sort of, it's like this whole made up place you know what I mean and it's like yeah to these different uh, there's these different set numbers and there's these different staging there's these different motifs and then it's like put that into a film it feels so cramped and i'm like yeah yeah well in the whole i'm not a fan of music movie musicals well heather i respect your point of view but ag let out an audible gasp i love a musical i love wicked it's the it's the musical i've seen the most times even though it's not my favorite it's just on accident <laughs> it's just on accident <laughs> it's I just, just yeah every time i go Adina Menzel. I don't know what it is. I is really she don't. is she gonna be in the film? No. Oh, do you just not like no. her? I just I don't like her either. She's no. that up herself. She's just annoying, isn't she? Yeah. I, and I hate saying that, but come on. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, sorry, AJ. <laughs> no, I was just I, I didn't know that that was happening, and now I'm excited. That was all. Yeah. I mean. Um, Take it with a pinch of salt because they've been trying to make that movie for what it seems like. Yeah, I feel like I've heard I heard about that when I literally the last time I seen Wicked, which is probably like I literally think we've since I've started this podcast, we've had in the news section about three different directors attached it. So I'm not gonna take my breath for anything. (laughs) Like that's when you know you've done this show for too long, where someone says he's directed Wicked now, and I'm just like, nah. (laughs) He's not the first person I've heard about that. Um, But we're gonna give a rating out of ten to Crazy Rich Asians. Heather, what is your rating out of ten for Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, I would say a nine. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's a good score, AJ. I would also say a nine. The one point. I don't understand. I don't know what I'm deducting it for. Probably, I don't know. Some of the annoying okay. characters. I will deduct it. I, I, I was going to say it's an eight, but that's purely just because, like, for me, like, when it's a nine or ten, it really has to make Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, maybe an 8.5 then, because I feel yeah. like the nine, it's like, it's a bit inflammatory because I did really enjoy it and I would watch it again. It's like a feel good film you put on when yeah. you're sad. But it's not like, you know, life changing. A hundred percent. And also we didn't even discuss them. And I don't actually want to discuss them because I found them that annoying in this movie. Uh, but Ken Jong, oh my god. Every time he was on screen. Nah. <laughs> you know the only thing I'd like to finish community is senior chair. <laughs> no, I think he's really funny. Nah. I, I, I couldn't deal with it. My hum- my sense of humour is literally in the toilet. <laughs> Anything can make me laugh. We're going to move on to part two. The summer movie season has started. Like, have you guys managed to get to the cinema to see anything uh, since the reopened? We, we saw A Quiet Place the other day. I haven't seen it yet. Do you just want to give a wee, your thoughts, a wee mini review of it? Did enjoy it. Was a bit short, but I don't know if it was short because me and Heather missed the start. Okay. Because we were ha- having a debacle with some nachos. Or... Um, <laughs> 
a debacle, <laughs> a natural debacle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was it was chaos. It was riotous. <laughs> it was riotous. Not the um foyer. It was riotous in there. By the well, way, when did you go to the key? The, yeah, because I live at the Key, David. So. I know someone who works at the Key. It was move. a two-minute two walk from my flat. She moved from Brayhead, and I, I went to the Key the other night uh, to see the father with uh-huh. Keir because he was back up. And uh-huh. I see Katie there, and I was, like, so happy. She used to give me so much free stuff. But because they've changed it to, like, you need to order things over your yeah, phone, on the like, phone, she yeah. was like, no more free stuff, David. And I was like, oh. It's the end of the era, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Although my my review is really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the like the story building. Yeah, was equally scary and also like emotional. The only thing I didn't like is the ending because either the ending has just been left where it is, which I think is very poignant, and it's sort of leaving it open ended for the audience to like yeah. think think about what's happening next, or they're playing really heavily for another one and I don't know if I like that because are they going to make a third one probably will they've they've, they've left it it in an open ended way that it's either you can just take from what the knowledge the film has given you what's going to happen next and that's it or they're going to give you a third one which I don't know if I want fair enough Heather are you on the same boat yeah I'm on the same boat I, I loved A Quiet Place it was so good it's actually on my little top 50 movies to see in your life. I think it's great. Um, I love John Krasinski's direction. I also love the cinematography. It's beautiful. Um, And it it was really followed through in this second film and the themes were just expanded. And yeah, I loved it. I loved, I really loved every minute of it. Although I did shit myself quite a fair few times. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love scary films. I love getting scared. So, um, but yeah, I hope I hope they leave it just as it is. The ending sort of leaves you. I think it leaves you your mind just in the in the great in the great place for you know, um, thinking how the world goes on. And I think yeah, and I don't think it needs any more expansion. I want it to end there. Yeah, same. I don't think it needs any continuation. I think if John Krasinski's smart, he'll he'll leave it there. I think. I'm going to give a wee brief review of the movies I've seen in the cinema since it came out. Right, very brief because there's quite a few. Godzilla vs. Kong, exactly what I expected. It's a big lizard fighting a big giant gorilla. And for that, it was fun. Uh, then I've seen Mortal Kombat. What a fantastic opening 10 minutes that movie had. And then it just went so far. I can't describe like the curve this movie took down out. <laughs> Such a disappointment. The first what did 10 you minutes, expect, David? I, nothing, but then expect? the first 10 minutes made me expect everything. I can't stress enough like how amazing a short film the first 10 minutes of Mortal Kombat is. And then <laughs> it just completely goes down the fucking... I actually sat there abused, like looking at other people in the cinema. They must have thought, like, just like in disbelief at the dip in quality <laughs> that it took. In the fact, it was so, it was ridiculous. It was utterly ridiculous. Conjuring Three: The Devil Made Me Do It. I just completely stand uh, Ed Lillian and Warren in these movies. Uh, someone described them as like the Catholic Avengers, and I'm like, that's completely accurate. <laughs> Uh, but also at the same time, uh, I just can't help but like them. They are the McDonald's fast food horror movies that I just get a blast out of every time. And I'm a big fan of them. Cruella wasn't expecting to like it, went in, 
and it's just completely to use a word that Heather used earlier, it's riotous. It is, it is <laughs> it's completely riotous. The costume, design, it, the costume design's magical, co- completely stylized. There's elements of it, like the, the overuse of music. Like, whoever directed this is a cute, clearly a fan of Martin Scorsese and like Goodfellas and stuff like that, because they just <laughs> need like music tracking shot scenes every five minutes. But having said that, Emma Stone is a phenomenal. Emma Thompson, talk about Miranda Priestley vibes. Oh my God, she is so fucking good in this movie like i came out of it i seen it with nikki actually didn't expect nikki to like it nikki came out of it like that was one of the best movies i've seen in a long time i was like fair enough man fair enough i wouldn't go that far but i did enjoy myself and then the father very well made movie entirely depressing and that's all i'm going to say in the matter yeah the my dad like we were talking about going to the cinema and we were talking about what was out and then my dad was like yeah i watched the father last night fell asleep it's shite and i was like right well that's all the review i need <laughs> it's hard to say it's not shy it's just a movie emotional movie. yeah, yeah. It's very, very... I, I mean to be honest the subject matter that it's about there's not really any way they could have made it less yeah there's no light lightheartedness yeah. there you know no. i can honestly say there's not a single laugh in the movie um which is fair enough ryan the last dragon i watched in disney plus didn't go to the cinema to see that how um, was it it was fine, it was fine. i'm really excited about that one you can I've watch not seen it you can watch it on Disney Plus without pre- uh, paying the premium now. If you oh, can to. Ooh. So, yeah. Mate, I, love, I, love a, I love an anime. So. so I wanted to have this discussion first because uh, what I want to end on today is Cruella. There was the whole marketing, again, uh, that is Disney's first gay character, which is something we've heard with Beauty and the Beast. It's something we've heard of with Avengers. And I, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this, like, what is happening with is this disney's fault do you think this is coming from the disney marketing team to try and i don't know garner some sort of good favor or do you really think it's just like this constant first gay character first gay character and then you watch the movie and the character is coded as gay but never Mm -hmm. explicitly said they are gay yeah you know yeah i was about to say who's the gay character in cruella yeah it's that I think Disney or whoever wrote this article has just completely confused being gay with having an interest in fashion. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> to yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I think you know what it's an it's it's another entry in the long line of characters being queer coded and viewers being queer baited into watching you know, the movie, the programme, the TV series, whatever. Um, and, you know, people, and, you know, they, they, they bait, that's obviously queer baiting. I'm so smart. Um, but, like, that hook of, like, because, um, you know, a lot of people pin a lot of hope on it and stuff like that. Whereas I think, like, I just, like, now it just, like, I just, it doesn't have any like significance to me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if Disney has any gay characters. Do you know what I mean? Because there's uh, the, there's yeah. a huge capitalist corporation who won't pay their gay workers like 100%. basic human like basic minimum wage. Do you know what I mean? So I completely like, get what you mean. Um, the only the only thing I'd say to it, I, I do and I don't because I would love to see like a gay Disney princess. You know what I mean? Or a Pixar movie yeah. done like a a young boy coming out or something like that, or a trans character or something, just because, like, we know 
when we were growing up, we didn't get to see that represented in the kids' mm-hmm. movies that we watched. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, and Disney get it. I, I, it that's what annoys me. I think about the Cruella thing, and we've seen it in the Rise of Skywalker one as well. That they do it in a way that, like you're talking about, Heather, it's got it's got a completely capitalist enterprise because they know they're going to get that extra business from um yeah. here, and then it's a scene they can cut out in other countries. You know what I mean? If that yeah. if it doesn't make a past yeah. the census there. Uh, and I think that's the thing that, that rubs me mm-hmm. the wrong way is that Disney oh, yeah, definitely. eat the two. Whereas they could really make like for example, Love Simon, not a perfect movie, not perfect representation. I completely understand all the criticism it gets, but see at the same time, see for like a teenager growing up and getting to see like a big blockbuster movie coming out that somewhat represents them, that's it's still a big thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the that's yeah. the way I've I'll ride on that. AJ, what do you think? I think the same. I think, like, it's really easy for big companies to be like, oh, first gay character, gay scene, whatever, and then it's literally a five-second peck on the cheek between two get lassies, and then that's, like, yeah. that's the hype. And I think it's obviously they're trying to show that, like, they're trying to put on a big song and dance being like, we are inclusive, but then when it comes down to it, they're like you said they're only putting in bits that they could easily edit out they're not taking a big risk they're not taking a big step and they're doing that deliberately and i just think that it's a bit of a pussy move to be honest yeah totally i also sorry i also think as well what's frustrating about um about a lot of it is that if they're giving star wars for example a lot of their characters are actually queer coded mm-hmm. but there's no move to take that step into you know establishing um, main characters as queer Um, and for example um, you know pretty infamous and oh sorry there's apparently pod racers outside my my, (laughs) Star Wars reference yeah I'm a Star Wars girl I'm not like other girls not just dookie Um, but um, a pretty pretty infamous now in the Star Wars canon if you if people are up to date with that. But John Boyega and mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. really heavily pushed for yeah. chemistry between their characters to be pursued in the film, and Disney execs were like, "No, we hate gays." So, um, but and then at the end of it, they're like, "Oh, make like two female pilots kiss at the end because that's inclusive," and it's like. Like you had to make two, you know, actors who are really wanting to push the chemistry between these two, and executives, directors, producers were just saying, you know, no, it's 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 a you know it's not um it's it's not kosher. So I think that's that's more annoying as well when these characters are really so obviously queer coded and really so obviously um painted as you know uh, you know lgbt or whatever and then that's completely disregarding something else's you know and then you know one of them is given some sort of insignificant love interest that has three lines and you can't see your face so <laughs> if you yeah. listen if you know what i'm talking about you know you know so we know we know and i think we discussed we discussed that in the rise of skywalker show we did yeah was that it, they just really missed an opportunity because a lot of that movie was dog shit but it could have been saved by <laughs> the love story that we all wanted to see and i think uh-huh. the, the the star wars fan base is so poisonous so part of me is kind of like can you imagine what would like 
the discourse online with the, the right wing Star Wars fan base element. I'm just like that would have been horrible. And then at the same time, I'm just like fuck them, you know, like really <laughs> right wing Star Wars fans aren't real Star Wars fans. They, well, they don't even what it's about. They really don't understand Star Wars. They don't really don't understand <laughs> like, what the resistance is. <laughs> they don't understand. They either they watch Star Wars and root for the Empire, or they don't understand Star Wars. Like that is that is the I basic. Know. You know, anyway. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't watch Star Wars and root for Adam Driver, but that's a different story. That's because <laughs> story for <laughs> not, we're not going to get into Kylo Ren discourse right now because I will become a true and honest geek, and we don't want to go there tonight. Listen, we're not going to talk about the railways, but thank you for talking about crazy. About <laughs> You're uh, welcome, guys. We'll see you back next time. Uh, the gang are going to be talking about Superbad. So, Ooh, I'm actually jealous. I do love Superbad. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I, do you know what? I actually don't know who's going to host it. It'll probably end up being Grace, but we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> catch you later, people. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.